All right. Hello, and welcome to Tape Talk yes. with Andrew. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us what's going on for PMI at the show. So uh, we're actually launching something new at the show. It's uh, a nonprofit that we put together called Case for Kids. Oh, very cool. Yeah. It's so what? Case for Kids. And how it works when you buy a case of PMI tape, there's going to be a QR code label on it that says Case for Kids. And with every case of tape that people buy, they can scan that QR code and select where we make a donation on their behalf. There's no payment or personal information on their end. Wow. Uh, but it's it's big for us. So every case of tape that we sell, we'll donate. Um, they can choose between 15 meals to a child in Kenya, an outfit for a child in need, a toy to a child in a children's hospital. Mm-hmm. So um, it's kind of a, a new thing that we're doing to help kind of give back yeah. and involve the customers, too, so they can kind of select where they want it to go. Very nice. And then after they make their selection, they can see how many have been made under each category. Um, and so we're starting off with those three. Yeah. Throughout the year, we're going to add more and kind of um, change it around. And like before Christmas, do uh, causes that go towards kids based around Christmas. Cool. So, uh, so yeah, it'll be a fun thing that kind of involves everybody. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, something new. And I, I really love that. I, I feel like business has the power to make so much positive change, right? Yeah. Like, because yeah. you have the access, opportunity to, like, just generate income, and that income could, like, benefit so much, like, lives. But if you route it properly, yeah, like, it could have so much impact. And that's one of the things, actually, I'm thinking about now as we building our situation with Steps.io is, like, how can I leverage whatever it is that we're creating to help out the cause that I care about yeah. and stuff like that. That's awesome. Exactly. So it's it's something fun. Yeah. Like I said, it involves everybody so they can pick a cause that they want to give to and um, and we're making the donations. So. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah. I'd love to know, like, you know, we get packing companies and stuff that show up selling us boxes and yeah. they all want to offer me a screen printing tape yep. that is just not as good as yours. And so... How did you guys start the business and focus on creating like a blend that was made for the industry and not just, you know, a, not that sticky packing tape? Yeah, exactly. So um, there's a shocking amount of science and chemistry that goes into adhesives. Okay. Um, and specifically for split tape, it took years, yeah. um, tons of money, a PhD in polymer science working with wow. us um, for years. And uh, it's all, it has to be a chemistry that withstands screen printing inks, holds up to the screen, holds up to ink, the pressure of the squeegee, but then peels clean at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so there, there was years of chemistry going into that. And then, um, so that is kind of, it's fun because when people do put together like a packing tape that looks like a split tape, right? you know, it's, it's really a packing tape, but it looks like a split tape, but the chemistry's not there. And it's designed to seal boxes, not stick to screen frames and hold up to inks. Yeah, and um, trying to use a packing tape and then clean your screen after is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, and, and I know that. Like, for the longest time when I ran my shop, I did not use PMI tapes. Yeah. And that was a mistake. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Because all of our screen was just trash. Yeah. Like, with all the gum and goo that stuck on it. Like, trying to, like, wasting time trying to, like, pick away the, the tape that gets yeah. stuck behind. That was a mess. I, I feel like people are more open to things that may cost more but save them time. Yeah. I feel like ever since COVID, yeah. um, you know, if, if labor's tougher to find or it can be tougher at times, people know that they need to be lean and and use the things that may cost more but save them at the end of the day and don't yeah. take so much time. Um, so I, I feel like there's kind of a new trend in people thinking that way. Okay. Uh, where pre-COVID, it was almost like, 
you know, a roll of tapes nine dollars and walk by and you know, or, you know, I buy my packing tape for two dollars, so I'm saving right. money. But I feel like there's a shift, and people now are open to things at the same time, and, yeah. and they see their value in time more. You know. Yeah. A, so yeah, yeah. Well, and it adds up. I mean, people want to save money when they're sitting there clicking to place an order. Yes. If you lose half an hour a day with an employee that makes twenty bucks an hour, and yep. then it's all because of a tape decision. Yeah. And then they're working for you twenty days a month. It's like, oh, the tape was cheaper. Like, yeah, exactly. Just fix, yeah. fixing the problem saved me money yeah. because my payroll's getting wasted on, like, bad ideas. Exactly. Yeah. We, uh, just a couple weeks ago, we put a savings calculator on our website. Oh, nice. And it takes into account several different time studies that Screen Print Shops did, just yeah. an average of those. So your average cost of tape per frame uh, per split tape versus packing tape, the time that it takes to apply it, the time that it takes to remove it, any cleaners involved. And you can plug in on our website how many screens in a day you run, and it'll spit out your average average monthly savings by switching the PMI tape. Wow. And um, and it's crazy. Uh, you can save a lot of money by paying a little bit more for something, but it just saves so much in time and cleaning chemicals and just yeah. that mess in general. And a happier workplace. You know, no one wants to scrape tape off screens. So it's, uh, you know, not, not just time there, but that's a bad job. I, you yeah. guys must be making a ton of this stuff. Like, how are you automating the actual production of the tape manufacturing? Yeah. So you're not, like, is it heavily automated with any sort of robotics, or is it, like, just a lot of manpower? It's uh, it's a combination of both now. Uh, Pre-COVID, it was all manpower. The guys okay. hand-packed all their roles. Um, throughout COVID, when things were kind of slow, my project was... Um, you know, what if we automated the packing? How much time could that save us and increase our capacity? Yeah. Because instead of the guys stopping their machines to pack their tape, they can just drop them on a conveyor belt and the robots do the packing for them. So we found by doing that, we can increase our capacity by about 30%, which was tough to justify during COVID because it was slow, but we knew it'd pick back up. Um, So we got um, an entirely automated packaging system that we designed and put together. And uh, now the guys, when they run their machines, set a roll on a conveyor belt, it takes it to one centralized location, separates it all by item, and robots pick it up, put it in six-pack formations. Different robots will stack those six-packs in separate queues. And then when a queue's tall enough to fill a box, that one will tell a different robot, hey, lane three is good enough for a box. So it grabs a box from lane three, fills the box, puts it through a carton sealer, and then another robot palletizes. Wow. So it's, um, it's entirely automated. So once the guys are done running it, they drop it on a conveyor belt, and at the end of the day, there's a pallet of tape they ran. So yeah. Yeah, right. I, when you're looking to oh, go ahead, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I seen. So if you guys haven't seen this, uh, for the folks that's watching, Printavo did a cover on them, and I seen uh, some of the footage from their uh, factory. That was crazy. Thank you. That's crazy. That's <laughs> like and good work. Thanks. Uh, yeah. By that, that's like seeing how you guys involve the humans, not taking the humans' jobs. No, away. no, we're, and yeah. but like. Being soup, getting at least getting efficient in that process. Yeah, like that's that was that was good. Yeah, uh, so good job on that. So yeah, a lot of people see it. and It's like, oh well, how many people did you get rid of because of that? Yeah, but it's uh, we're we're taking a job that no one enjoyed doing. You know, it hurt their backs to be stacking boxes all day. Each box is twenty pounds, yeah. Yeah. and no one likes packing tape. They those guys like running their machines and outputting more. 
So it, it made their jobs more enjoyable. We get more output. It's a win-win all around. That's awesome. So it was cool, but but a pain to set up. Um, it's cool to see now because it works. Right. Uh, but setting it up, um, it took a full year to get it all debugged oh, wow. to where it's actually productive. Way longer than I thought. Um, you know, we set up one robot in 20 minutes just to take the rolls and put them in a six-pack. So it's like, all right, that only took 20 minutes to program. Let's get three more. Take a couple hours. It, when they start working together and in tandem, when one thing happens, then it messes up all the other robots downstream. So, uh, I mean, it has to be totally bug-free. And um, it's never the robots that screw up. It's always the roles were a little out of place. Or um, the L-bar sealer jammed. Or the carton sealer taped a box in a different way. So the, the robots are super precise. It's like plus or minus a tenth of a millimeter. But um, it's always the ancillary stuff that kind of messes it up. But Is it, there any sort of like computer vision that can help you with that, where, where the camera's watching it and it's spotting an error before the line just gets backed up and you have errors? You know, um, honestly, the robots are now set to where when it does have an error, it sounds an alarm. Okay. And then we have different guys that are trained on how to fix that error and get it going mm-hmm. again. So uh, we'll schedule them. So one week, this guy's in charge of fixing all the errors. The next week, this guy's in charge. So everyone stays current on it. Yeah. But, um, but it's immediate. It sounds an alarm, and um, someone runs over there and pulls the roll out that's stuck and gets it going again. And um, Yeah, so it's, it's maybe once or twice a day where there's an error with the robots. Did you have to so. hire in staff specifically for it, or did you just have to commit to educating yourself? That's it, just committed to educating myself. Yeah. Um, the, the robots now, they're called cobots. They're super user-friendly. Um, there's a brand, Universal Robots, that's kind of like the Apple of robotic arms. Mm-hmm. So there, there are each one has a tablet touchscreen. You can program the robot not by typing in coordinates, but hitting a button, moving the arm to where you want it to go, and saving that position. So they're, they're so easy to program now. Um, but there's still a lot of work getting all the sensors integrated and um, getting everything set so it's bug-free. Yeah. But, no, I just did it. And that's what I, I like doing, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So It's very cool to see the backsides of businesses because you always just, like, in your mind, you're like, oh, yeah, it just magically shows up at my door. <laughs> yeah. But to see all the work that goes into the fulfillment of it and the mass production, that's really incredible to build that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's fun. If you guys are ever around Indiana, stop by. I'd love to show you how we make the tape. And, yeah, that sounds fun. Um, we, we compound our own adhesive. We coat the rolls five feet wide. Each roll's 2,000 pounds. And then we've got a slitter to cut those down and four finishing presses to put the non-adhesive areas on it. So it's, uh, we, we make it all in-house. That sounds fun, like a science madhouse. It is, yeah. I love it. So, <laughs> I mean, being yeah. in the tape world but also doing it inside of America, do you have any issues with trying to hit sustainability goals? Uh, because it is, like, just really plastic-intensive, right? You know, um, actually, we are one of the only companies in the U.S. that has a UV coating line. Okay. So typically an adhesive is either solvent-based or water-based. And when they coat it, it's mostly solvent or water. And they send it through an oven that's 100 feet long, and then that evaporates out all the solvent and water. And that's pretty bad for the environment, especially with the solvent-based one. Um, you, you can only do it in certain states. It's so bad. Um, we're one of, I think, two companies in the U.S. that do UV coating. So it's 100% solid. There's no emissions. Wow. It's, it's the most, uh, I would say, um, environmentally safe way to make tape. Wow, that's very uh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for 
having us uh, talk with yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Good seeing you guys. And if you're ever in the area, swing on by. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Cool. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Bye. guys.